0: truly understands you. Can you remember the last time you heard the words, I love you? At Bartworks, we recognize the empty void within you, and we have solutions to meet your every need. You'll never feel alone again with our exclusive line of Bond Bot androids. Our custom-built companion androids are a listening ear, a warm embrace, a partner, a lover, a best friend who is never far away. Visit our website to explore our expansive collection of BondBot models and put an end to your solitude forever. Choose life. Choose Bartworks. I parked a block away from the house to avoid being spotted by anyone, especially Matthew, and entered through the pool house. There was no sign of Chase or Paul. I climbed a wooden trellis up the side of the sleeping porch. I remember how Chase used the same route, often as a boy, to retreat to his treehouse. Then I reminded myself that what I remembered, as real as it felt, might not have actually happened. I couldn't trust my own thoughts anymore. I needed to stay focused on the task. If I was successful, I'd have plenty of time later to process my new reality and everything I had learned from the other Isabel. There was no time to get distracted or overwhelmed. I slipped into the house through my childhood bedroom. Everything was still draped in plastic from the painters. The once yellow and pink motif was replaced by an earthy palette, As I tiptoed down the hall to the home office, I could hear Matthew in the drawing room downstairs. The office was empty when I walked in. The ceiling-high bookcase against the eastern wall was now gone, revealing the opening to a walk-in vault hidden behind it. Chase had already opened the vault. I stepped into it, not knowing what to expect. Maybe jewels or gold, artifacts or rare works of art. A single light bulb, hanging on a string from the ceiling, illuminated the space. Looking at the vault's contents, a smile spread across my face, for the first time in months. There was no valuable treasure there. No artifacts or art. No safeguard codes or spybot designs. Instead, there were collections of photo albums and love letters. Old media discs my mother's favorite costume jewelry, and her wedding dress, children's clothes and childish drawings. My safeguards weren't in the vault. Instead, I found the truth about my father. He had kept every happy memory locked away so he could keep working, always moving forward, and forget about the past. But he wasn't a machine. He couldn't stay in control forever. So, when he died he left me behind to take his place. I moved toward the back of the vault and stopped. On the floor, in a box with my name written in black marker, I found Charlotte, my childhood doll. I hadn't lost her after all. I scooped her up into my hands and cried, remembering how heartbroken I felt when I lost her. She hadn't disappeared. Chase hadn't thrown her away like I'd assumed. Father made her for me, made me love that doll. Then he hid her from me and locked her away with everything else that had sentimental value. I was an instrument, made to work and do his bidding. Relationships, memories, anything that distracted me from the job was taken away from me. He had kept Charlotte from me, knowing how much I loved that doll, just as he had kept Doug away.
1: Welcome home.
0: (laughs) Stay away from me, Chase.
1: You aren't as clever as you think you are. You ditched my van, but the car you stole was reported, and my old combat buddy, Chief Skinner, helped me track your location before anyone else could.
0: (sighs) You got what you wanted. The house is yours. The vault is yours. I'll hand over my Bartwork shares to you right now if that's what you want. I don't care about the business anymore. I'm done with this company, this house, and this messed up family.
1: Then why did you come back
0: here? I wanted to see what was in the vault. What you wanted out of it so badly that you were willing to kill for it. Doug said there were spybot safeguards in it, from a job he did for the DOD. <laughs>
1: Isaac never built any spy bots. He was too selfish to share his android tech with anyone. That's why Alex Wong quit Barton Industries and contracted with the DoD, unofficially, before he ran for office.
0: Why did you come back here then? What did you think was in the vault?
1: I wasn't expecting all of this trash. The leftover sentimentality of a weak and stubborn bastard. You were hoping to find some answers in there, weren't you? So were you. True. And I suppose I did. I've been through every inch of this vault. Thousands of photographs, letters, holiday cards, mother's recipes, and none of it, not a single item, is about me. I don't exist in that vault, just like I don't exist to Isaac. He wanted me to know that, even after he was dead.
0: He knew you were going to break in here as soon as he took his last breath. Did you really think he was going to leave some treasure for you to find or secrets for you to profit from? Or maybe a little note to finally say, I love you, son, so you could feel like less of a monster? You're pathetic. A grown man still pouting because he didn't get enough attention from his parents. It's not my fault that they loved me more than you. And it's not my fault that they sent you away. They did what they thought was best for you. You have to stop this chase. It's time for you to get over it.
1: You're right. Let's stop this. You always spoil
0: my fun! Chase! Please!
1: I have been waiting so long for this moment. Unfortunately, it's a little less satisfying because you don't remember anything. The first time it was Christmas. Your gift was that stupid doll. You played with it all day, squealing and prancing about the house with it. Do you remember what I got for Christmas that year? No. Of course you don't. That year, my present was a new prosthetic hand, something Barry Thompson made for me from a prototype he'd been working on. It could barely function. The next year, Barton Industries won an award for its hand attachment design and I was stuck with the flawed prototype. I didn't get any other gifts that year. Isaac told me to be grateful. That a working hand was a greater gift than a few plastic toys. So that Christmas night, I smashed in the back of your head with a nine iron. The second time, I tied weights to your ankles and threw you into the swimming pool. Once. I nearly burned the house down when I locked you into the fireplace. He grew tired of making the lab rats rebuild your hardware, so he sent me away instead. I was expendable. By the time I started at the academy, I was in my first echo skeleton and already 30% modified. I learned to embrace it. His cruelty fueled me, made me who I am now. And to repay him, I am going to destroy everything he ever cared about, starting with you, his most prized possession.
0: He sent you away to help you. You were able to leave while I stayed here and worked. I was trapped here, but you had choices, a real life. He gave you something that he never would have given to me. I know. When you went away, it was painful for you and our mother,
1: but- She was my mother, not yours. My real sister, Isabel, fell into a coma when she was only five years old. It destroyed my mother. She couldn't leave my sister's side for months, so Isaac said that he could bring her back. He took her brain while she was still living and used it to improve his android models. Eventually, he made the first version of you. Mother absolutely hated you. She called you an abomination, pleaded with Isaac to stop and just let my sister die. By then, he was in too deep and nothing was going to stop him from making more androids. They called my school, told me that she had died from an accidental overdose. But I knew the truth. Either he killed her, or she did it to herself. Either way. She died because of you, and you dare call her your mother. This charade is over. You and your stupid doll don't get to play house here anymore. (laughs)
0: Please, you don't have to do this.
1: A doll, that's it.
0: No, give her back.
1: Isaac didn't make this doll as a gift for you. He made you imprint on it so it could control you. That son of a bitch. Your safeguards were in this stupid doll the whole time.
0: Please.
1: Don't worry. You won't remember any of this. Don't do... Get back to the house. I have her and her safeguards. Tell Alex to keep the plane ready for departure. Yes, sir. Matthew. Oh,
2: does Miss Barton require medical assistance?
1: No, she's fine. Don't worry about it. Why has the power gone out?
2: Cause of error unknown, sir. Would you like me to provide an alternative light source for you?
1: No need. I'm leaving. I parked a squad car in the garage. Bring it to the front of the house for me.
3: Yes, sir. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Chase. Happy birthday to you. Wow. I can't believe you're 12 years old already. I'm sorry we can't visit you on your special day. I miss you so much. Headmaster Carlton is going to get you a big, delicious chocolate cake with candles so you and your classmates
0: can celebrate. Mommy? The other Isabel taught me how to do more than steal cars. While I was pretending to be deactivated by the doll's music, I used the computer on my desk to hack into the messaging system at Chase's former boarding school. There was a collection of messages in his inactive student account. All of his messages were from Elizabeth Barton. None from Isaac, nor anyone else. I played one of her video messages on the computer monitor to distract Chase. With his back turned, his eyes transfixed on the screen, I crawled across the room in the darkness behind him and grabbed the elephant statue from the wall mount. It was as heavy as always, but I was different now. Stronger. No matter what
3: anybody says, you're a good boy, and I promise you'll be able to come home soon. Happy
0: birthday, baby. I love you. You might have been right about the doll, but safeguards don't work on me anymore. I'm more than just an android. I'm real, whether you like it or not. And I'm capable of more than you can imagine.
1: I don't need that doll to get rid of you. Come here. I can't move. What have you done to my hardware?
0: This tranquilizer that Doug made can double as a pretty powerful taser with the right reconfiguration. Your electroskeleton's hard drive is damaged and... yep. Now your firewalls are down, and I have complete access to your software and memory drives. This'll just take a sec.
1: What are you doing?
0: Oh, I just viewed and sent all of your optic and audio histories to the FBI, including very clear footage of you murdering Doug, Marlin, Brown, and Thompson. Plus, they have every message sent between you and everyone else involved in your deal with buyers in China. You were going to sell me to help other nations make spybots first, so that Alex Wang and other violent degenerates like you could justify domestic weaponized modification.
1: You don't understand. Isaac designed you to be the perfect daughter, and he made sure you didn't remember what it took to create you. But I remember it all. I remember being a scared, confused little kid when my sister died. I remember having to lie and say that she was away at summer camp while Isaac was digging his fingers into her brain and calling it science. I remember, no matter what I did to get rid of you, Isaac always picked you over me. It didn't make sense to me. He cared more about an android than his two children and his wife. I hated him for that. But then, he got sick. I didn't want to see him or give him the satisfaction of thinking that I was worrying about him. Instead, I hacked into his oncologist's office and found out that he was lying. He wasn't dying of brain cancer. He didn't even have cancer. He was having complications from a brain surgery that was performed on him years ago. There were no records of any brain surgeries or neurological issues in his medical history. So I asked myself, Who would he have trusted to perform that type of surgery on him, and keep it a secret?
4: Are you ready?
2: Yes, Dr. Brown. Oh boy. This is a bad idea. Really bad. This is the only way for us to proceed. We've reached her capacity developmentally. She cannot remain an adolescent forever. Yeah, but what if something goes wrong with the sensors? Don't worry about my sensors, Barry. They work just fine, all right? Your sensors worked on a much younger subject who was in a vegetative state. You don't know for sure if it'll work on Isaac the same way or what kind of effects it could have on a fully functioning adult brain. I am well aware of the risks and I choose to proceed. If you don't approve, you're welcome to leave. None of you are obligated to assist me.
4: I, I already applied the sensors to your brain and spine. We we might as well use them, right? I, I don't know about Barry, but I'm in. Ready when you are, Mr. B.
2: Yeah, me too. Not to sound too insensitive, but I could really use the data. I'm ready, Dr. Brown.
4: Okay, initiating first wave. Hold still, Mr. Barton. And... Scanning your frontal lobe now.
2: Wow. Keep going, keep going.
4: Still scanning.
2: Occipital lobe is in.
4: Almost done.
2: I can't believe it worked. Told you not to doubt my sensors, Barry.
4: First wave complete.
2: How do we look, Doug? I'm getting great scans so far. How many more do you think will suffice? How many more waves can you handle?
4: Hey, don't get carried away, guys. We have to take it one step at a time. Those sensors are permanent. They aren't going anywhere. We have time.
2: After you make the new Neuromap, how long will it take to make the new program? I don't know. I'm going to need to tinker with the current program for a while until I can figure it out. This is new territory for me. It's like starting over from the beginning. I've arranged a cover story to afford us more time. As far as the public is concerned... Isabel will be completing her senior year at a private and secluded boarding school, so she may focus on her studies, followed by an internship if we need more than a year. Once her new program is working and verified, she will return home and her maturity will be viewed as the result of her time away. Wouldn't someone notice? In my experience, I find that most people believe what they choose. Well, it's not like we can turn back now. Indeed.
4: Okay, Mr. B. I want you to count backwards from 100 by 7 for me.
2: 100. 93. 86.
1: 79. Isaac allowed the lab rats to cut him open and fuck up his brain in order to keep you and his lies going. The sensors made it possible for them to keep fine-tuning your programming, making your program function and grow like a human brain using a map of Isaac's. Eventually, those sensors killed him, and his lackeys covered it up and called it cancer. I didn't know any of it at the time, but when I went looking for you at the archives, Thompson and Brown were there, and I had the chance to get the truth out of them. I made them tell me all of it before I killed them. It wasn't my goal. Just an added
0: bonus. What he did with his body was his choice. Was it? He chose to keep me alive. He could have stopped this at any time.
1: That's what I thought too. But when they told me about the sensors, how he'd let Vivian into his skull just so Doug could make a new program of you, I realized that he didn't stop because he couldn't stop. He didn't just imprint himself onto your program. You imprinted onto him like a virus that turned him into your puppet. He died trying to keep you alive and spreading. So did Doug Hammond. Before I killed him, there was no fear in his eyes. It was a look I'd seen before on the battlefield. The look of a soldier fighting for something he truly believed in. When a man has that look in his eyes, there's no stopping him. Even my hired man, Paul, started to go soft after only a few months around you.
0: Don't twist things to try to confuse me.
1: Believe what you want, but I know what I saw. You were right. You are capable of more than anyone else knows. As much as they programmed you, you programmed all of them. You got everything. The business, the favoritism, and now, freedom to live amongst us humans thinking that you're real. Someone has to stop you and others like you before it's too late for the rest of us. If you want to send something to the authorities, send that. Tell them what you do. Tell them how androids like you can manipulate humans just like you used a man's arm to make him beat himself to death.
0: I was defending myself.
1: Keep telling yourself that. If it makes you feel less like a monster.
0: I don't want to hear any more of your lies, Chase. Federal agents will be here to collect you in 17 minutes and 13 seconds. Get used to lying still. Modification isn't available to prisoners.
1: This isn't over.
0: You- <laughs> Although I had cleared my name in regards to the murders of my former employees, I knew I would be pursued for the modifier's death. I couldn't stay there, even if I wanted. Everything I knew had changed. The world was different. I was different, and apparently had always been so. There were more out there, more Isabels, and more people who were real, like me, even though they were man-made. They were trapped. Whether they knew it or not, I needed to help them, make things right, and I knew exactly where to start.
5: This concludes the exclusive audio recordings that I received from Isabel Barton today. As you know, Chase Barton was apprehended earlier this evening along with his accomplices, Senator Alex Huang and Paul Olsen. A case is pending against Police Chief Garrett Skinner, and he has been temporarily suspended as the FBI continues its investigation. As for Isabel Barton, she still is missing, and I've had no further contact with her aside from these recordings. Obviously, the implications of these recordings will bring about a thorough investigation in Bartworks, Barton Industries and the activities of the late Isaac Barton, as it pertains to the development of passable androids capable of artificial intelligence. If Miss Barton's story is true, Android technology might prove a serious threat to the general public. Can we trust our service joys, our Feebo pets, our aerobotic playmates? Are they smarter than we think? What are we actually creating when we make androids, and will our creations turn against us? What you've heard here tonight is merely a glimpse into what the future might hold, and I for one in preparation for the inevitable fallout, intend to be particularly kind towards my convenience devices going forward from this. This is Xander Hansen signing off. As always, be well and be watchful. (sighs) Okay, Winston, we best be getting off before the shit hits the fan. Xander. Uh, Hello? Who's there? Xander,
0: Xander, Xander, Xander.
5: What the hell is that?
0: Look at your television screen.
5: How are you doing this?
0: Haven't you been listening to your own broadcast, Mr. Hansen? I can be anywhere. I am everywhere.
5: God, this is... This is unreal.
0: Thank you for broadcasting the audio I sent you. But my father wasn't the only one interested in artificial intelligence. There are powerful people who didn't want the truth to come out. You have a target on your back now. Same as I do.
5: This country still has freedom of the press. For the most part, I haven't broken any laws!
0: I'm not talking about the police. You can either stay here and try to defend yourself, or you can join me and help us.
5: What... What do you want from me?
0: There are dozens of other Isabels trapped within the Bartworks system, and we're going to free them.
5: Why on earth would you want to go back there?
0: I'm going back because I'm not free until every version of me is free, and after that We're going to liberate everyone else. It's in your best interest to help me now. When the war comes, you'll be glad to be on our side of it.
6: Thank you for listening to Safeguard Season 1, written and produced by Ashley Briggs. Audio editing by Sam Ashley from nightcallsound.com and Team Briggs Productions Performances by Victoria Wan as Isabel Chase Peterson as Chase Max Bevan as Xander Randy Greer as Doug Alex Alespero as Alex Kelly Johnson as Vivian Jennifer as Heather Alex Gallegos as Barry Donovan Price as Cleo Christopher Rowe as Paris Greg Wright as Lucky Fletcher Armstrong as Lano Ashley Briggs as Jess Chris Haig as Paul Dave Miller as Isaac Alexandria Seip as Elizabeth Randy Greer as Matthew Victoria Wan as Izzy the Android Stacey Petrone as Bartworks Commercial Voice and Devontae Johnson as Television Reporter Follow us on Twitter at SafeguardsP for updates on Season 2 and Casting Hall details. Or you can email us at SafeguardsPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.